Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast with this time 440 minutes without conceding a goal but half of that's without scoring a goal as we went out at what I used to know as the Rico Arena I have no idea what it's called now and we drew nil nil. I'm joined as normal by happy smiley Ange Hello Ange just come at the most horrible time but what I wanted to do was and I wanted to you know let it come before you know halfway through the podcast knock on the door your pizzas yeah. arrived so it's one of them yeah. but yeah. it's probably more of an interesting conversation than going into the game yesterday now we go into this now great that we, we're not conceding goals Ange but for me we had the two best chances yesterday and we fluffed them both in a very drab contest at Coventry City. What was your thoughts? I thought it was um, one of the worst performances from either side. There, was, it, there wasn't a great deal of quality in the final third from either side, luckily for us. I thought, yet again, everybody was petrified of Bonham being in goal. He was close to man of the match for me, but he wasn't, so... Um, he had one poor mistake where he was trying to dribble the ball out, if you remember. It didn't cost us. We need a first-choice keeper, but he's doing the job at the moment. Uh, apart from that, what I thought of the game, I just think it showed up how we lack a, a, a striker that can put the ball in the net, and luckily so did they. It wasn't a great game, but we didn't lose. And last season, we'd have probably lost that game. We probably would have done, but the luck is with us. So we go in straight away with the match stats, the what everything that happened. Possession we commanded sixty to forty. Shots they had thirteen to our six. They had two on target, so did we. Corners they had four, so did we. And yet again, we win the foul league. We're sixteen to fourteen. Now what this shows to me, Ange, is yet again we have. The lion's share of the possession, and yet we're doing nothing with it, Ange. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because it's not what you can say about it, is it? Well, I it mean, was, it was boring. The the problem is for me, it's just not sticking in the forward areas, is it? It's just not coming off. And I'm, there's a couple of players that we can look at at why that isn't. The three games in a row we did win, we didn't have most of the possession. And I knew this was going to come up, and this is why I said it was going to be the biggest challenge for Alex Neal, is when we do have possession, have we got the players that can do something with it? And two games out of two, the answer is no. Luckily, we're defending these games, because like you said last year, we wouldn't have defended these games well and probably would have come away losing 1-0 or 2-0. But at least there's an improvement defensively, which we never thought was going to happen without a massive spend. We did. I thought we rode his luck against Coventry. I thought Ali Sims was really running rounds well. I think he got in a couple of good opportunities, just wasted the opportunities. Where do you think I, the problems lie? Uh, well, the problems lie in the fact that we don't have it a clinical finisher. Vidigal isn't performing as we expected. And Alex Neal said post-match that 
if we had Haksabanovic and Campbell, they'd give you something different. Well, Haksabanovic apparently is, was injured again. So we just we just have to hope that Campbell comes back a different player than he came back last time. Uh, though I'm not sure that um, he will. We just have to hope, don't we? we? We need to spend some money in January to get a striker that will score goals. I know you want to see uh, Ben Brayton Diaz at the club, but I just don't think that will happen. Well, Ben Brayton Diaz, we'll discuss later because we're having early transfer talk because there's been quite a lot going on. But first, we go into everybody's plate. I keep saying that, and I don't know if it is. I haven't put a pod up, but we'll find out. Player ratings, and we go in with goalkeeping hero, three straight clean sheets, Jack Bonham. Yeah, I mean, Jack Bonham's. We made one mistake, didn't we, at the start with, with Bonham in terms of everybody expect when I say we, all the fans thought he wasn't going to be good enough. Well, apart from the one mistake he made yesterday, which I mentioned, I thought he was good. He made one great save from a deflected shot where he managed to get his hand to it and fling it out for a corner. But he, I thought he did really well, seven for me, and his, his passing is really good. He gets a seven for me. I mean, it, that was probably the hardest game he's had since he's come back in goal. I thought Coventry just lacked to finish it. I think they had a hell of a lot more creativity than us, especially Ali Sims. I was impressed with him, and you know, a player that was linked to Stoke, obviously. But he didn't shy away from decision making. He made a lot of calls with the back line to try and try and keep the defence level and not slip up because the, let's be honest last season after that opportunity early on that defence would have cracked but they didn't and I think Bonham's got a, a he's got a good shout for me and I think if he carries on with these performances I don't think we need another goalkeeper in January unless it's another backup because of, of things we're going to discuss later on right now we move into Dyson I thought he was pretty careless with the way he played yesterday in terms of um, his his I just thought he made a few few mistakes. I, I think this international break has come at a right time for him. He's defending okay, but you know when we first had him, he was quite good going forward. I don't think he's very good going forward at the moment, and I wouldn't mind seeing Junior given a, a chance, but uh, he keeps going, doesn't he? So for me, he didn't have one of his better games. He's getting a six. Uh, another six from me, to be honest. I thought he got in some good dangerous areas and but the ball was lacking for me. I am um, defensively, he's improved a hell of a lot in a very quick space of time, to be honest. And like I, I know you're saying, bring Junior in. I mean, I think Hoover's been very steady, to be honest, since he's come in. He, he, he's a bit. I don't know. He's a bit hit and miss, isn't he? And I think if he can get his balls right, like he was early on, and, and making those deadly last-minute runs. But we are playing wing back, so he, he's he's a little bit laboured to sit back. And I think he's doing all right, to be honest. It's not great, but it's not bad. I thought if he could have put those good balls in, but let's be honest, he was going to be in the box if he did put them good balls in. So, yeah, true. So, true. so it is there. Right, now we move into Ender Stevens. I thought he did all right defensively. Um, the the problem with him is Vidigal not playing great at the moment means he's having to do a little more de defending than he perhaps would have done, say, if he was on the opposite side of the um, of the pitch. He made one or two timely interceptions towards the end. I, I still think he's slower than I would like him like him to be, but um, a six for me. I'm gonna go in for five from uh, Ender Stevens. I think his age finally caught up with him yesterday. Um, 
Ali Stevens had, the, had, had him on toast, to be honest, many a time during the game. He made a couple of, yes, good tackles and good interceptions, but the rest of the time, he was just found wanting to Alice. I can remember the, just before the first half, half-time whistle, he, he just, this little nudge Ali Sims did, and he, he left him for dead. And he was tracking back, and it was it was honestly like a scene out of a film. How he was trying running like as hard as he could, but he was still getting further away. It was it was pretty bad. But I, I do think he's a decent left back. But the problem is, this is the issue we've got now with his Stevens. Whenever he comes up against anybody quick, he's going to be found wanting because he's not that age, and it, it could also get him injuries as well. Yeah. But a five think steady. I thought he was. He, he, he lost his battle yesterday. Right, now we're moving to McNally. Yes. Um, I actually think our defensive partnership, our central defensive partnership has improved. And when you think we were all worried to death when Bill, when Ben Wilmot disappeared, um, he's going to struggle to um, get his place back if they carry on playing like they did. Of course, one of them could get injured. I thought he was solid. He's quite a brave player now, isn't he? He's getting... He's getting st- stuck in. He made one or two mistakes in the second half, which weren't great, but I'm giving him a seven. Uh, I'll go on with a six for McNally, a 40. He, he's a good defender, solid, leads it well. I think he's coming for Wilmot brilliantly, but we all know he is a right-sided centre-back, and I think it does suit him in that role there. But he drops marks because you can't be giving the ball away in positions like that in the second half just outside the box as well. Luckily, Coventry couldn't shoot, which which helped us and, and did us a great favour, but that was an horrendous pass. I mean, I, mean we've had, I have a go at Michael Rose when he does the same thing. Now it's time for McNally. You can't be making mistakes like that. I know we weren't punished and we can allow it a bit, which is why he's getting the six, but it was he passed it to a man straight in front of him. You know, he had all the time in the world to look around now and have a look. You can't be making them mistakes. Which is why he gets the six. Right now, Michael Rose. Now, I am going to say that this is my man of the match. I thought he read the ball, read the game really well. Uh, he hardly gave the, the ball away. I think it's the best game he's had in the Stoke shirt, to be honest. Um, it was close between him and Matt Nally, but I'm giving it to Rose. He's, he's improving and um, man of the match, eight. Uh, yeah, he's getting a nine from me, Rose. I was very impressed with him yesterday. Um, won every Eddie. Was really up for the fight today. He could yesterday, sorry, he could really tell he wanted to be counted here against his former club. Because, because let's be honest, Coventry didn't want him anymore. So he's come to a, a far bigger club at Stoke, and and he's stood up there, and you know he stopped every run they made as well. When you were trying to run through the middle, he was blocking it. He was getting his getting stuck in. Real Overson kind of performance for me, really getting stuck in to the nowadays that you can. I mean, I don't want him doing Overson tackles because he'll be getting sent it off every week, but I thought he was very good. Right, Ben Pearson. Now, I didn't think Ben Pearson had a great game yesterday. Or, or Having said that, I still thought he did better than most of them. I uh, didn't think his passing was good. Um but you, you always know when you're going to get with Ben Pearson. And there was one particular tackle that he did. And I thought, here we go, yellow card. And he got away with it. But uh, we'll come on to the ref or refs uh, later on. I, I thought he was average. Um, but you, you'll always get a performance from him. As in, he gets stuck in. Um, 
I'd rather have him in, his t- in our team than, away- than in the opposition at the moment, seven. Yeah, he gets a seven from me, Ben Pearson. I, I like how he mops everything up. I've, I keep saying this. I think he made two very, no, three, sorry, very important tackles that stopped them breaking through and creating a chance. And I just like how he, he for me, he's a natural leader. I don't know. I don't understand why he isn't captain. I brutally don't. But I think he is very important to the way we play and more to it. Now, Wouterberger. Well, Pearson's been captain the last couple of matches. Yeah, but I want him permanent captain, Ange. Oh, right, okay. That, that's what I want, because I, I think he's the natural captain. Like, like, like Lewis Baker was permanent captain, and then the other wheels fell off Lewis Baker. That's so you just want the wheels fall off Pearson. No, I don't want the wheels fall off Pearson, because I think Pearson can handle that position. I think Laurent and Baker, they're too intermittent with their performances. They're, they're too in and out. They always were, even when... Baker was doing well, he still had bad games. Whereas Pearson, he's in a role where he knows how to do that like bread and butter. And giving somebody steady like that, your captain's armband is always going to be worth it when you're bringing in burgers and other players. Because we're only going to improve from now on so we can spend. So I just believe that Pearson should be the captain. I I think he's a natural leader. He's in that defensive role. He knows how to do it, like I said, like it's bread and butter. And I think he needs the armband. Okay. Rant over, Ange. I've been told they are. <laughs> right, now we go into Wooty Berge. I've never seen a player more inconsistent than Berger. Sometimes he's fantastic and he's whizzing down the pitch and you think, oh, we got a Rolls Royce here. And then other times you think, my God, I could have done better than that. Trust me, I could have. But I just thought, there's just... You just don't know what you're going to get with him. I think he's going to be a really good player for us if we can keep hold of him. Um, hopefully, every time he has one of his off movements, another person watching him, you know, from another club might not see what we see. But it's just so frustrating. He plays so well at times, and then other times he doesn't. So um, I think we're just calling Mister Inconsistent at the moment, and I'm giving him a seven. Yeah, I'll go on for six. I thought Berger was. Yes, he is very frustrating. But he really helps with the build-up of how we move. Yeah. And even when he has a bad game, he still actually is doing a lot more than what other players, like players we just talked about, Laurent and Baker, don't do. Yeah. Where the inconsistency is there. Whereas Berger, even when he has a bad game, he's still creating things. He's still moving yeah. us forward. I mean, there was a time in the first half where he broke the ball forward and beat a man and then made the pass... And it got through to Johnson over time. And the, the thing is, that's what we need. Because it's the only, he's the only creativity. Because look, look when he goes off. Whenever he goes off the pitch, we, we go dead. It's like we're just running round with no ability. So I do like, I do rate Berger. I think he's more important than people see. Right, now we go into, for me, he must have some information on Alex Neely. He must have something on him because he's playing every week and nobody understands why. Daniel Johnson. I thought he was... He's not. He didn't play very well, did he? I mean, that's the nicest way of saying I thought he was really poor. I know he wants the ball a lot. I thought he, he was hopeless in the second half and I didn't think he was great in the first half. But I wouldn't play him as much as he's being played at the moment. I think he flatters to deceive, deceive a lot of the time. I... I, I he works hard, but he just he just doesn't pass the ball to the right players most of the time. Five. 
I'm going to go with a four for Johnson, to be honest. I, I thought he was killing everything we were trying to build. Um, every time he got the ball, I mean, early on when he had that opportunity and passed it to the goalkeeper, that's the best opportunity I've seen Stoke have over the last two games. And he just beautifully passed it to the goalkeeper. One of the most soft, pathetic shots I've ever seen. And it was on his favoured foot. He moved it in a beautiful position to swing at it. And it looked like he couldn't be bothered. The most lethargic kick of the ball I've ever seen. I was fuming and he, he did me for the day. That was it. My Saturday was over after that shot. Because it's just pathetic. And the thing is, he's playing week in, week out in loads of different positions. And I can't see what he's doing apart from destroying good built-up play. There was an opportunity before the, before the first half whistle where he broke through... The ball was passed to him and he just passed it straight to the Coventry left-back. I was yeah, like, what are yeah. you doing? What are you doing? But the thing is, he must have some information on Alex Neal. He must have something because he's been played every week. And I don't get it. If you if you thought Johnson played well, then I didn't think he played well. I've given you my verdict. It's just you go, you're in rant mode, aren't you? Yeah, no, I'm not happy with it yesterday because I went all the way down there. I didn't know it wasn't far, but you know, it, I'd, I'd wanted to see a win, <laughs> and that's why. Right now we go into a player that I think's becoming a candidate for Player of the Year so far, and that's Larice. I didn't think Larice was very good yesterday. I thought. Um... He worked hard. He, he, he's, he's clearly on to, to get lots of headers. But um, there wasn't a great deal of quality about what he did yesterday. You, you can't fault him. He, he tries um, and gets in amongst it. But he, he looked a bit tired as well yesterday, but um, a six for him. He gets a, six, a seven for me, Larissa. I thought he was outstanding yesterday. I, and I won't hear a bad word said about him, Ange. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so right, I've just found me ice cream in the shopping. Um, but what I'm oh, going to say you. is, uh, I love his hard work, and he, for me yesterday he was the only one in the the final third that was working hard. Um, I thought he was very unlucky with the referee. I think there was a couple of decisions that really went against him. Yeah, yeah, there was one dreadful one. Well, it depends which referee. Um, yes. You know, I thought he was unlucky to be honest, but I, I think he's. I think he's a very good addition to the team. I think he's taken that brown roll and run with it. But at the end of the day, we've only got what we've got, haven't we? And I think he's a grafter. I think he's a good player. Right, now we move into the decision that still baffles me. On the left, pardon, the left side, Dwight Gale. Well, he did a lot of running round. His legs have gone. I mean, he's not the player he was. And I've said said before that he gets into good positions and he moves around um, and he's an intelligent footballer but I don't really see what he's adding to the team I just can't see him scoring I just don't, I'm, I'm scratching my head as I try and talk about him, he covers all over the ground and he moves intelligently but there's, again he's another one there's no cutting edge up front and I'm giving him a six and he's looking at that really he gets five from me, Gail. I thought, but he was on the wing. Why was he on the left side when you've got a winger there? I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. It's going And Alex Neal's getting both barrels today. Gail was. I know he moved more into the centre as the game went on. But he, he, there was some good link-up play. 
but he just wasn't getting in the good areas. And I think this isn't just down to Gale. I think it's the way we play at times. And I think this comes down to Daniel Johnson because it's going to him and then it's dying. And then the opportunities our wingers are getting are literally nothing opportunities that they've got to either be Messi or Ronaldo to create space for themselves. And I think that this is a big problem now. It's either drop Johnson or carry on struggling to create chances. But I thought yeah. Gail, Gail for me was just unlucky. I think he, put, he started on the left. Why, I don't know. Probably because he's got a left foot. That seemed to be the logic of Alex Neal. And faded very quickly. And then we move into the last player, who literally, form-wise, has fallen off a cliff, and that is Vidigal. He didn't have a good game. That uh, attempted sort of overhead kick wasn't brilliant. Well, I mean, the first bit of the first half, I'm doing an injustice there, he was okay, but then he he went off, and then in the second half, at the start, he was okay. But where's the end product now when he does? I, I guess it's also difficult because... Gale's in the middle and he, he probably would drift more into the middle if he could. But I didn't think he was very good yesterday at all. I'm quite disappointed. A six. I'll go over six just because of the attempt of a David Ginola overhead kick. Other than that, he didn't. He he tested the defence. I mean, he was running at him. He was breaking through. But the problem is, he wasn't. He wasn't clinical enough. He wasn't getting in dangerous positions. Whenever he was doing his little fancy tricks, it seemed to go against him rather than for him. He needs to his form back. To be honest, he needs to pick pick himself up because he isn't looking the same player at all. For me, no, no. I'm a bit disappointed. I mean, what what are your feelings of him since he's come back from his injury? I don't think he's been the player that he was before. But then again, you don't really know if he's 100% fit. You, I was looking at a couple of other players yesterday and wondering if they were 100% fit. And maybe, just maybe, um, he isn't. But we'll, we'll, he's not as good as he was. And maybe he was good at the start because it was running on adrenaline. He's not now. Something's gone wrong. Hopefully this international break will help him. Well, that's the hope. Right, now changes. Ryan May for Dwight Gale on the 68th minute. Well, I, it is one definitely that I don't think is 100% fit. There's not a chance that he was 100% fit yesterday. And in fact, I think that's what, uh, well, I do know what Alex Neal said. He didn't want him to start and then have to come off. He, he thought he'd bring him on because he wasn't 100% fit. Uh, he put himself about a bit, didn't he? Um, that's probably all you can say. He didn't really do too much, did he? He, he, he ran about a bit. He had some a couple of dreadful fouls against him when he was wrestled to the ground, and then the fouls were given to the opposition. But yeah, I'm going to give him. I'm going to go with your system now of not giving too many marks for a sub. But having said that, when he came on, he did more than some. In the, what was it, the thirty odd minutes he came on? So I'm giving him a six. I'll give him a five. He ran around, fell over a lot. That's the end of it. Right, Josh Laurent on the 68th minute for teacher's bet. Uh, Johnson. I thought, I thought, well, I thought Johnson should have gone off earlier. I thought Josh Laurent did okay. He did a really good tackle towards the end of the match, which uh, if you weren't writing your shopping list or watching the game, you'll remember. He, he, was, he was okay, six. Oh, we've just found some crisps. But uh, right, Lawrence, yeah, he 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 ran around, didn't he? Um, I, I'm not rating him anymore, and to be honest, normally he's not very good when he comes off the bench, is he? Let, let's be honest. But I mean, he 
he ran around, but nothing clinical, nothing that I can go yeah. brilliant. So he gets he gets a five, and then another one that I think was a little bit overdue was John Ho. Why this lad isn't playing, I don't know. For Vidigal. Yeah, I thought he was the best of the subs yesterday. I thought he looked really good. I thought um, he played... He just looks good whenever he comes on, doesn't he? He's got quick feet and he's not frightened to take people on. He's obviously a good, got a good physique about him. He runs well. I just... If he had been on a bit longer, he'd have been man of the match for me because he, he gave us that impetus that nobody else was doing. Um I just think he's great when he comes on, so I'm giving him a seven. Uh, a six for me as well, to be honest, which is rare, as you all know. I, I, I loved his work down the left channel. I thought he was breaking the yeah, ball free. Yeah, really good, yeah. And I thought, the problem is the subs didn't go with him, did they, if you know what I mean? So, um, I rate him a lot, and I, and I think he should be playing behind behind Ryan May in the forward line. I, I really do. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a proper little maestro. And if we can kick him up and get get him confident and get him playing first team football, he's going to only get better. And the thing is, he's been he's not getting in the team from a, a pile of garbage for me and Daniel Johnson, and I don't understand it. I really don't. But for me, Jono, he's got to start next game. He's got to start on that camera. I want to see what he can do. Then there was an 80th minute sub when Lyndon Gooch came on for Dyson. I thought Lyndon Gooch was all right, you know. I thought he, he made one or two good runs. He tidied up at the back. He's not a fool when the, running the clock down. I thought he did better than Hoover going forward, to be honest. And defensively, I thought he was pretty solid when he came on. So he's getting the six and a half from me. Uh, five from me. I thought he had good energy. Tried to break up that channel a bit better than tiring Dyson but no end result again and that's that's what I'm going to count it on but he does bring an extra gear on when he comes on I think with with Jono on the left as well we we did have a bit of impetus in the final it just came to nothing that's that's the big shame right subs that weren't used Simkin back from his loan spell Thompson Wesley Clark and Lowe didn't get on the pitch do you reckon that was a game for Wesley later no. I, I don't think any games for Wesley, if I'm being honest. Oh, oh, um, that's, oh that's cutting that as Ange. No, I mean, I think he's a good person to come on as a sub. I don't think he's a person to start with. I think when oh, you need I agree with that. Arm, <laughs> you know, when you need a battering ram, um, he's the man. If only he could hold up the ball a little bit better. I mean, sometimes he, he chops the ball in his chest and he has to run 20 yards to get it back. Um, but no, I wouldn't have played him yesterday at all. Yeah, I mean, I would have brought him on late. That that would have been, and just maybe one of those balls might have bounced off his fifty pence and gone in. That's my only only hope of that, because it was the only way we were going to score. I mean, overall performance, Ange, what are you going with? Six. I'll just go steady in the middle five. I thought we were weak and good at the same time. I, I think defensively we're getting strong, but we're, we're becoming disarrayed again up front, aren't we? We had, we had this. Well, the problem is, sorry, and the problem is, we haven't, we can't put in decent crosses. The passes are missed yesterday. There was no decent crosses, right? We made loads of mistakes. Lots of the passes didn't go to Stoke players. I, I just thought it was a pretty poor performance against a pretty 
average at best Coventry team. But having said that, you know, you got a point, you're away from home, we haven't lost in several matches. No, but I think it was there for the taking for me, really. I mean, Coventry have lost the last four games they've played. They're very woeful up front. I mean, but they were creating better chances than we were, which was very awkward. I mean, Vidigal, he's become his linchpin, but very quickly we've now realising he isn't... He just had a good start, didn't he? Let, let's be honest. Yeah. And we've overhyped him like he's going to be, you know, the next Mark Steen. But the... the the full time having is he's sticking with people too much that aren't performing, and that's my biggest issue. Like before, like let's be honest, if if Hoover had a really bad game, he'd be out the team, and Gooch would be in or or Junior would be in. But there's certain players in that team. It doesn't matter how badly put they play, i.e. Johnson, but they're in the team every week. We've got a young John Obey who's been amazing when he comes off the bench can't get a game for this donkey who does nothing apart from pass it to the goalkeeper when he gets a brilliant chance let's be honest Bay would have buried that yeah and and that's that's my awkwardness it's like oh I'll, I'll keep you in the team mate because I've known you for years don't want that at Stoke right now we're moving to the referee rating well as you probably have noticed from my comment there were two referees yesterday. Did you know that, Ian? No, I didn't know that, no. Yeah, the referee was replaced at half-time. Um, I never noticed. I why, why didn't they put the board up and put the referee's announcements on the screen? I don't know, but uh, did we give a mark to Alex Neal, by the way? That's that's last we do, Alex Neal. Right, OK, sorry. So, the first half-referee, I thought was dreadful because every single thing, it was a foul or... Or, or the decision was wrong. In the second half, I thought, thought wow, this referee's really changed. He's, he's, that's right, that's right. Good referee in this half ref. And then Alex Neal said, well, the referee in the second half was better. So um, that's when I worked out that it wasn't the same referee. So the referee <laughs> for the first half, I would give three. And the referee for the second half, I'd give seven. Right, so Alex Neal didn't notice in a game. No, Alex, Alex Neal noticed, well, whether he noticed in the game or not, but Alex Neal did mention there were two referees and said, similar to what I've said, he couldn't understand the decisions in the first half, but he's quite happy with the second half, so um, that's when I knew there were two referees. Well, if we're going off that, I'm going to give the first half two and the second half seven. There you go. There we go then, <laughs> because I, I didn't notice, <laughs> I can't be honest, this is the first I'm hearing of this, <laughs> to be honest. I think they need to put an announcement out there though, I think they have to, you know, like players do, you have to get bored up and say ref on one off, two on or whatever, you'll spice it up a bit. Um, right, so now we're going to the Alex Neal rating. Well, I'm trying not to be harsh because we got a draw, but... Um... I thought he was quite happy to get a draw before before we started. I thought he'd take a draw, which I know you would in the way match, but Coventry have had a, had a rough spell. I, I just thought we could have maybe taken them to the cleaners like other clubs have done. But I, I, I keep saying it, we can't put in decent crosses, and I hope in this, this next spell that we've got, what is it, nearly two weeks, that they work on the crosses and cutting out some of the mistakes... Uh, the, the team as it is at the moment listen we're far better placed than we were five games ago 
<clears throat> but I can't see, unless we spend a little bit more money in January, that we'll be challenging for the top six. Um, I think we'll be mid-table, which is far better than we've been since we've come down. But I don't think the plan B is really effective for us. If the plan A fails, I don't think we've got a great plan B. So he's getting a six from me. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on with a six as well, but only just... Right, okay, five, five and a quarter like I did last week. Um, I don't, I don't understand why he started with Gale on the left and Vidigal up front on his own. Every time I've seen Vidigal play up front on his own, I don't rate him. Um, I don't understand why he keeps sticking with Daniel Johnson when he hasn't put a solid performance in since Rotherham. And I don't, I, his substitutes were wrong at the, for so many reasons. I mean. Coventry have conceded a lot of goals from headed but from headed chances in this last four games, and I just can't understand why we didn't he didn't bring Wesley on with ten minutes to go. With we know he's rubbish, and I've not I don't rate him at all, but he does cause mayhem in that, in opposition boxes in the final thirds when when there's ten minutes to go or whatever. And I, don't, I just don't understand why Bay wasn't coming in for Johnson quickie. Because Johnson was poor against Coventry, he was really poor. He's been he's been all right before. He's been hitting mixes, fives, and the odd six, and I think an eight against Rotherham. But since but he hasn't performed for ages. But he's in every week when we've got this young nineteen-year-old that's ripping it up, can't get a game, and it, it, it's frustrating me now. It seems like friend uh, boys, uh, what's it called? Jobs for the boys, and I don't like it. Yeah. But yeah. Again, he's gone back to his dodgy substitutions, which I'm not impressed with. But at least I'll give him his due. At least he hasn't changed the formation. That's the thing I'm happy with. At least he's keeping that formation and not swapping and changing it round. And I think Laurent should have come into a more deeper role. I don't know why he keeps putting Laurent as a cam. Where's he getting this from? He's never performed as a cam when he's tried it. And he still isn't. So why not put Vidigal there? If he, if he doesn't, when Vidigal went off, I thought, well, don't take Vidigal on, just drop him into the cam roll behind Wesley or something and see if he can pick up off scraps. But instead, it, it was just simple, simple silliness. And I, I, I just wasn't impressed at all. So he's got to pick it up. Because Coventry were there for the taking. They were poor, especially at the back. I mean, the, 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 the Daniel Johnson back pass in the first half showed that they couldn't defend. But we never really went at them. And the crosses weren't there. But let's be honest, Andrew, if we put crosses into that box, who's going to get on them? Gail. He's five foot six. You know, we, we, can't, we can't put crosses into the middle. We've got to pass through to the middle or create good opportunities. And we, we just weren't. Because, because everything was hitting Daniel Johnson and failing. So I, it, it, I was very frustrated yesterday, Andrew. But I'll take it because it's a draw. But I was disappointed because that's the one I was banking on a win. Yeah, well, I think we both were banking on a win, but we didn't get one. No. And as I said, if um, if you can't win, don't lose. Last year we'd have lost that match, I'm sure we would have. We would have done, we would have lost it 1-0 with a screamer off someone. But that's the end of that. We'll wash his hands now of Coventry, and we go into the next game. So who's we got next, Ange? And when have we got next? Because it's a very... Cause... Well, we've, got, we've actually got a break now and we play Blackburn on the 25th of November at home. 
See, I don't want Blackburn. I don't, I don't, I don't well, want... Well, you can't change. It's not like you're shopping. You can't pay for it and then pick what you want. You, you've got Blackburn. And then the following match, we've got Queen's Park Rangers. So I can't change it like we tango? Is that what you're saying? No, you've got you've got Blackburn, then Queen's Park Rangers. Right, so Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn. I don't like playing Blackburn, Andrew. We, we never do well against Blackburn. We get a lot of pastings against Blackburn as well. Is this the end of the clean sheet road, you reckon? I've got a feeling it is. Uh, yeah, I think it will be, but I still think we'll win. You think we'll beat Blackburn? Yeah, I do. Right then, so we're going to go in prediction. You're at the moment winning 1 0, thanks to a lucky deflected goal. Um, <laughs> what are your predictions for this one? 2 1 Stoke. 2 1 Stoke? Yeah. I'm going to go 0 0. Okay, another exciting game, is it? <laughs> no, actually, what I'm going to go in, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 3 2. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a three. Goals. I think, three goals. Yeah, because this is what happens, Ange. Because I, I think they're a better possessional team, and I think they'll hold the ball better than the other two teams. And whenever the opposition has the ball, we just score goals. I, I don't understand it, but when, but they're a better ball playing team, and I think we'll we'll get them with it. Bristol City was the same thing, didn't they have? Didn't they have sixty seven percent of the possession, and we still scored three goals? Yes. So I'm going to go three two. I think I think we're going to get. I think it's going to be an absolute excitement fest, and I hope so because I'm going. So I hope there's going to be a. I think there's going to be. I just hope. Come on, three two. Let's. I'm going to go with that, and if I'm right, I get double points. By the way, if I get that right. Okay. Right. So then we've got QPR now. QPR is one of them teams. I mean, the crap, let's be honest, the rubbish, but they have got a few decent players, haven't they? So, I'm going to go nil-nil, that one. Well, it's a midweek match, so we aren't going to have many people watching us there, are we? No, not down there, no. So, I mean, are you going, Ange? Um, it'll depend how we do against Blackburn. Yes, it probably will. And then, if you look at after Queen's Park Rangers, we've got Plymouth away, so there's a couple of tough aways there. Uh, in terms of transport and travel for the fans, but um, we you have to play them at some point, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, f I think we'll draw QPR, but I think we'll beat Plymouth. Don't know why, but I think we'll beat Plymouth. We've always done well against them, so I'm hoping that yeah, continues. So that's them. So we've put us predictions in, I'm writing them down as we speak. So I go 2-1 well, up. You're only writing them down so that you can go away and get a, a rubber and rub them out and change them. Because that's what you do every well, time I beat you in these. I mean, Ange, it's very audible. It's very public. So you can just go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, uh, I can't change it midway. I mean, I'm not that good at editing where I could change it. Go 2-1. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Yes, I know. I know. I know. Um, it's there, there are a couple of other talking points though we, we ought to address and that is the goalkeeping situation Travers isn't even getting on the bench now which uh, is probably not what we wanted to hear but more importantly Tommy Simpkins had to come back to Stoke um, and he was getting game time at Solihull Moors which he needs because he's not quite ready to, to play in our leagues yet 
But now he's going to get nothing because uh, Frankie Fielding's had to have a scan and do, it doesn't look brilliant. So now we've got a young lad who's just going to be sitting on the bench, hopefully not having to be called on until we get the goalkeeping situation sorted out. And it's just a farce, isn't it? Surely, surely the league should have said, OK, uh, you can go back, but if, if they don't need you, you can go back to Stoke. And then we could let this goalkeeper go back to Solihull Moors. But it's it's like some of the decisions, they aren't based on anything normal, thinking about what happens in the world, are they? No, it, 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 it's, well, the medical round started with Bournemouth, didn't they? Because is it Neto who's injured or is it Randolph that's injured? I think they both were injured, but they're not now. So I, I don't understand why they, I mean, when these loans can be cut, it should be for a period. So... If they need him for a week or something, or two weeks, then you can go, right, we don't need you anymore, you can go back Stoke. But I think Bournemouth have done it on purpose, because I can't see any other reason why. If they knew, like, because he hasn't started, has he? Has he played a game? No. So He's been on the bench. He's been on the bench, and that's it. So, I don't understand why they... I mean, they, they can do... A week, maybe two weeks without a goalkeeper. I mean, Stokes in the past, Stoke had to do it, didn't they? Where we had to have yeah. one goalkeeper for a while. I mean, I don't understand why. Why? I mean, it's, it's. I think it's a bit bad for Stoke not making it where they cannot call him back till the deal's ended. Um, there is talk that we're now in for Everson as well, isn't they? But it's it it is a shame for Simkin because he was he was playing and he was improving. He was getting important game time at his age and now we've put a trap into that what we don't want is another Joe Berzik you know a young goalkeeper that comes through a bit too early didn't get that loan time that he needed because you've got to remember Berzik didn't have a full season out on loan anyway it was like three months here and a couple of months there and one month for a penalty for a playoff battle with Wrexham was it whoever he played for yeah so you know, it's, it is a farce in the league that we can't get Travers back because he wants to come back. He said it very publicly, he wants to come back. From everything I'm hearing about, from agent side and stuff like that, he wants to come permanently. And he wanted to come permanently in the summer, but I don't I don't think Stoke wanted to pay the, was it seven, eight million Bournemouth wanted? So it, it is a shame, but, you know, Simkin, he's going to get experience anyway because now he's going to know what it's like to be on the bench for Stoke. He's never done that before. And you never know if something terrible happens to Bonham. Simkins in goal, isn't he? Absolutely. So. And then we've got a problem, haven't we? Well, I don't know. I mean, he, he might not be ready yet, but he, he's a goalkeeper. You know, if you're good enough, you're, you're young enough for me. I mean, we've got a 19-year-old Bay who's probably our most most attack-threatening player, and he he's 19. So it, for me, it doesn't matter about age as long as you're ready for it. It's all, it'll only be you one just... game. But you just wonder what's happening to Blondie, don't you? Well, where is Blondie? I thought we let him go. Well, no, he's, he's still with us, but um, you, you would have thought that um, he would would be more likely to play than Simpkin. Yeah, and I think Blondie's time's up, Andrew. <laughs> if I'm going to be... I'd, he, he mustn't rate him, because, I mean, Blondie's not young anymore, is he? I think he's 23. I don't know exactly um, how old he is, actually. I think he's 23, from what I remember from FIFA a while ago. But, 
Yeah, if he's not getting on the bench, then he's obviously his time's up, basically, for Blondie. I don't really know much no. about Blondie, because has he actually done anything? I, he's one of them players that, I know he's starting to get to that age where he should be playing football, but I don't really hear much about him. You know, did, did he go on loan at Cheltenham or somewhere last year? And it didn't work out for him, did he? He went out on loan and started a few games and then ended up on the bench. So well, he went. He went out on loan to Crawley, and then he went on out on loan to Southend, didn't he? And I think we recalled. I think we recalled him uh, because we loaned him out to Southend in January, and then we extended it by another month, I think. And then we recalled him for for whatever reasons I can't remember. Um, but um, look, we. He's a Cameroon goalkeeper, isn't he, from memory? He plays for the Cameroon, I think. But obviously he's going to um he's gonna have to he's gonna have to improve to get back in the team. Well he's he's gotta get in the team first, Andrew. I mean he's not getting anywhere near it. I think he's the under twenty one Cameroon goalkeeper, isn't he? But I can't really say much about Blondie, but it's obviously don't rate him. If they bring it, I mean, I don't understand why we've let him go anyway. If we've got Blondie, so Blondie isn't out on loan. I honestly look. You've asked me a question. I don't know the answer to. Somebody will be screaming now at the podcast saying, "Well, you should know." Well, I don't. No, I, I don't know. I, anyway, it, it, it's one of them players that slipped through the crack. I, I completely forgot about Louis Baker until something came up on Facebook the other day. Um, but there is rumours that Stoke are back in for Travers. He wants to come back. But for well, some, he can't go anywhere else, Ian. You can only go to us. You can only play for two clubs in the season, be signed by two clubs in the season. So um, he has to come back to us or stay where he is. Yeah, so he's going to want joins. I mean, there's rumours now that Iverson is wanted by Stoke because he's he's getting nowhere near first team action at Leicester. So and Alex Neil re- really rates him. So it's between the two now, whoever the club wants to get. Because I mean, there's talk we can get Iverson permanently and a lot cheaper than we wanted by him in the first place. Do we really? go for Everson or? Well, I, 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 we need another keeper because we can't go through the rest of the season with just Jack Bonham. He's done brilliantly though, Ange. Yeah, but what happens if he gets injured? Well, we've got Simkin and Blondie yeah, okay. and Blondie as well. Yeah. That sounds like. Put some bottle of wine in that. Uh... Bottle. In, in your bottle. <laughs> no, no, there's a. <laughs> but there is. Sure? There's a pack of Walker Sensation with my name on them. I'm, I'm looking directly mm. at them. Yeah, that's there another. So that's another one done, Ange. Um, well, anything else we want to cover? Hang on, because whilst I'm happily trying to sound very calm and very rational and very normal while uh, I'm talking to you, the other side of this window that I am on, we are playing a FA Cup game. When I say we, I mean the women. We are playing an FA Cup game. And it has just become half-time. And the only reason I'm happy to have done this um, podcast was because it was getting wet outside. And I would have preferred to have done it later. But I can tell you that um, we've been completely dominant in the first half. We scored after 10 minutes... uh, Ellie Leak scored, well, it was it was an empty net. She just had to pop it into after the keeper made a good save. We're playing Dunton in the first round of the FA Cup. And then um, Roche Kibble's shot was 
saved by the keeper, but she spilled it, and Heidi Logan poked it in the empty net to score another goal. And then the goal of the match so far, because it's half-time, was Ross Kibble just span a marker and just battered the ball in the roof of the net beyond Barrett. So it's half-time, and we're 3-0 up. Um, and I don't have the same fears about the women playing and getting pulled back from three as they sometimes do with the men. So you would like to think that the women are going to get into the next round of the, of the Cup. Well, I'm hoping so now that we're in this level. I mean, to be honest, Angie, I can't remember the last time the, the ladies played because of the. Um... Well, it was it was four, it was three weeks ago, and uh, you look at the pitch today, and it's not brilliant. Uh, but listen, we're 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 halfway there, and um, I'm going to go now and watch the second half of the game. Happy in the fact that you've unpacked all your all your shopping, and you're now going to open those crisps. Oh, it's going to be a great time. Right, so everybody who's listened, we want to thank you for getting involved, but we want more from you. If you can join any kind of podcast platform, we're on every single one that there is now, including Audible. We're on there now. So you can hear my sultry tones and Angie's too on Audible. But if you do go on, and especially if you're on iTunes, you can give us a five-star review. None of that ones, none of them twos. We don't like them, do we, Angie? I'm not commenting. You, you're obviously you're having a go again. You have a rant at everything, don't you? Yeah. Everything's a rant. Everything. Everything's when I'm in a rant mood, Ange, it's a rant mood, and I'm yeah. in a rant mood. I can right. only. I so can, can before we go, can we just ascertain um, one thing? You have admitted that I'm three up in the one nil up, Ange. Don't start that cheekiness. <laughs> <laughs> not having it. Not today in a rant mood. And in, All right. Well. Listen, what are we, we, I presume we're having a week off now, given the fact that there's nothing to talk about next week. We, I don't know, we might talk about the mighty England, or Wales, I don't know, we'll have to see what's happening. The no, that's just a no. They've got their own little podcast, they're not having another one. Right, so, say to our Ange. To our Ange. Bye-bye, everyone.